0: To our low-effort, low-quality podcast. This is Liz Brunig. This is my husband, Matt.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: And this is in even better, Matt.
1: Hello. <laughs> uh,
0: we are we are welcoming to the show today, Matt Chrisman, aka Kush Bomb, uh, the uh, yeah. the host, uh, manager, and team owner of Chapo Trap House, uh, unconfirmed. Uh, and we are going to be counting down, uh, some of the best takes of the Trump era. The Trump era was a golden age for takes. Great, no, for the sure. Trump
2: it, era invented the modern take.
1: Yes, no. I mean, from the top down, it's the best take era. I mean, number because one man in America.
2: The necessity of upping the ante on the already, you know, because if you consider Trump as as the uh, the UCB scene prompt for the take mill, uh, that just the sheer extremity of him as a figure sort of necessitated a constant upward bidding into hysteria.
0: Yeah, exactly. You always had to be raising the bar, right? Because he was going to be a fascist and he was going to destroy the Republic and then so on and so forth. And so everything that seemed to be an elevation of that central principle Became uh, not only believable but basically compulsory, um, and so y- you had a, a sort of race to the bottom <laughs> in the take sphere.
2: Yep, and uh, and the the real winners of the whole thing, uh, the American people, who got to enjoy them all.
0: That's right. <laughs> we really were the beneficiaries of uh, of some of the best takes. Of all time, of all time really. And so I've compiled uh, a list of some of our favorites and we will start off with, you know, one of the greatest of all times, absolute um, giant of the take sphere, really representing women in the take sphere and and bringing home the, the W for the girls, Louise Mensch.
1: Oh, we're gonna start with Louise, okay, yeah.
0: Uh, it, it brought her no pleasure to report this as she was pro-life. But at one point, she tweeted that Steve Bannon uh, was going to be executed uh, yes, for my, his crimes.
1: My, my sources say the death penalty for espionage being considered for Stephen K. Bannon. I am pro-life and take no pleasure in reporting this. That was her tweet. And she also started a whole thing called patri patriotics, which sounds kind of like. Uh uh, I don't know, like a brain supplement, right? Like, no, yeah, like a right wing brain supplement. It sounds like a supplement.
0: vitamin you take that makes you, uh, like, it cures your gut and makes your mind better somehow.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's very patriotic yeah. at the same time. Um, yeah, she did have one piece in the New York Times. I'm sad to report, um, and she really seemed to uh, mm. coast off that for the rest of the period, being like, "Look, I was in the New York Times." Um, and so, as she became more and more deranged, um, you know, she was able to build up, build, build some cloud off that. I feel like. Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, her her fantasy of of the death of Steve Bannon really shows that uh, QAnon is not the only ex- political expression of the desire to see your political enemies physically destroyed.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, there,
2: there, I mean, if you want to consider sort of Russia Gate, the liberal QAnon, which it, it basically was, uh, then th- sh- this is sort of the fantasy of the. Of when all the celebrities are going to get tried at Guantanamo and executed.
1: <laughs> yes, right, right. Yeah. And for her, it was the marshal of the Supreme Court who, in her mind, has rather extravagant power, as opposed to just being like the bailiff or, or whatever. Right, the which hell is he what the is. marshal
0: of the Supreme Court actually is, which is <laughs> the bailiff. Uh, she was like, he he's got the indictment, and uh, 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 you know, Barack Obama is going to sign the death warrant. Uh, and then they're going to put Steve Bannon to death in the Superdome live on TV, and then the Republic will be restored. And and the really remarkable thing about Louise Minch's take here is that it was taken seriously by people who are well-regarded. That is the disturbing thing about yes. it.
1: Yes, that's the disturbing thing about all of these. Either the person is high-level, right? Because you can find nuts anywhere, or oh, yeah. they were amplified by so many high-level people that it really was illustrative of a mental break that for sure occurred.
0: Yeah, I think that, it, what do you think, Cushbaum, uh, uh, Kush, do, do you think that the whole Trump hysteria period is going to be memory hold, like when serious people were retweeting Louise Mensch saying the Supreme Court marshal was about to execute Steve Bannon?
2: Uh, I think that Trump for both the right and the left will sort of go into occultation, uh, and he mm-hmm. will be, or, or if not him, some sort of movement that he symbolized uh, will stand in on the right for you know the rightful government in exile, the the uh, mm-hmm. the, the that will be returned to power eventually, uh, and for the the liberals, uh, it will be this shadow threat like Hydra in the Marvel movies <laughs>
3: that has
2: to be defeated at all times, and the existence of was, of 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 such justifies all capitulation away from any kind of uh, populist economic policies from the right. le- uh, uh, from the Democrats is that in every right, exactly. set, every time that they decide we're not going, to, you know, uh, yes, you're still going to, you're going to have to pay for your, uh, you're going to have to pay for your own COVID treatment, but here's an Arby's gift card to go with it. And you're gonna be told <laughs> that Hydra is out there and it's going to strike at any moment. And if, if we don't, do it this way, then we're going to all be swept into the camps.
0: You know, it's remarkable because it's easy to remember a period where everything that was uh, bad or of no interest to either major party was described as letting the terrorists win. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like if yeah. you don't go to the mall and shop this weekend, that's basically a win for Al-Qaeda. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Like, yeah. OK. All right. Uh, but you can see that that's going to be and I, I think Chrisman is quite Right. The next few years of a Biden administration. Right. Anytime the left criticizes the Democratic Party, it's going to be a win for for Trump, who is leading the shadow government like a once and future king.
1: It is an yeah. interesting question, because um, especially if Trump says he's going to run again, then you definitely could have a dynamic where people are saying... You can't criticize Biden for inadequacy or anything like that because we know Trump's coming again. We know he's coming again in 2024. So everything you do to bring down Biden just pumps up Trump. And
2: we're, this country is even more racist than we thought it was. And the only way to right. mollify them is uh, is means-tested, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, rebate-based uh, like tax code uh, manipulation as social policy.
1: Right. The, ra- the racism has gotten so bad it's, it's spread to Latinos in South Texas. That's how oh, bad no. it is.
2: We're just going to have to continue just squeezing the vice on everybody and atomizing them out of their, their existence into complete precarity while scolding them more. And that will definitely get them to stop being so racist. And then we can finally take our boot off their neck.
0: Yeah, I'm reading uh, reading the uh, exit polls, seeing that Latinos in the Rio Grande Valley had a, you know, not immodest uh, swing towards a Trump, fifty
1: point swing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, my conclusion is, uh, we just got to make sure that the uh, Earned Income Tax Credit phases in phases mm-hmm. in. It's we important. don't yeah. want the poorest people getting the EITC, and that's the only way to win them back. You got to keep it's those working. A yeah
2: america's america's like a heron folk like white supremacist demon soul that is like barely asleep and which we have to mollify or else it will awaken and destroy everything uh can only (laughs) be mollified that way
0: it's crazy the types of sacrifices
2: it's it's the it's the you (laughs) sacrifice people on the trapezoid like it's this (laughs) thing
0: you see uh be the bloody trapezoid of american empire yeah uh it is remarkable to me that for the foreseeable future, the main threat to uh, America as such is going to be understood to be like half of America, rather than some kind of foreign or Whoa. external threat.
1: Russia, it's Russia, right? Yeah.
0: Are we still doing that?
2: I think it the... dish, I think it might. I think the pivot to China is going to be significant. I think that the callout from f- the fallout from COVID, as it really compounds and really, you know, takes over everyone's life. Uh, and becomes some sort of horrifying new normal, uh, if it isn't already, the blame's got to go somewhere, and neither the Democrats or Republicans are interested in it going in being pointed towards government because it's too <laughs> easy to realize that, oh, no, you can't actually pawn this off as, as the result of some particular party doing a bad job. Like Republicans saying, no, Trump did fine. It was those Democratic governors. And then, of course, the Democratic governors saying, but look at how bad Trump did. Uh, it yeah. can't, that doesn't hold up. And so it's gotta be something else. And the only plausible answer and an answer that helps us refound, you know, a new foundational rationale for our, uh, our continuing devotion to this, like war on terror, uh, military, uh, de- uh arms state. This is basically all we do. Like we, we, at this point, our economy are, are it circulates money through the, uh, global system through fucking weapons. They got to go somewhere. The war on terror is turning into a push button operation. Where are we right. going to put the big money uh, hardware? Those drones are too cheap. And the answer is China. And that's going to also be the political answer to the question of what to do about the, the enormity of the fuck up here.
0: Right. Yeah, I saw. Uh, it's interesting how you can see these tides begin to flow. But I, I saw Yashar Ali today on Twitter say that it's really regrettable. Yep. China's never going to have to pay Biden for
2: as soon as Biden got in, <laughs> as second Biden got in, because the rationale of blaming China makes sense for either party. and But as, as long as Trump was in there, you couldn't blame China. It was actually racist to blame China. Oh, good. I, I'm actually a good person for doing this thing that's just blatantly like cynical and partisan. No, no, no. It's racist to blame China. Now, Biden's in there. There's still coronavirus, so people still need a reason, someone to be mad at. And there's two Senate races to be determined. Uh, actually, it was China.
0: It's China. In, in it's actually not
2: racist and uh, and the and anti-racist to blame China because of all the disproportionate number of POC who died of COVID. That's it. It
1: it's was true. very clever of China to, you know, introduce this virus into the world, knowing that because it had the iron grip of authoritarian communism in its society, that it could just wipe it out and it wouldn't be a problem. But that yeah. the West, the, the weak West would just would just collapse under it. It was very smart.
0: It's true that uh, we have been once again laid low by the scheming reds uh, <laughs> who, who know that we're incapable of managing our society. Now, you'd think they would just leave us to kind of collapse on our own, but instead they had the ingenious idea of getting a wet market together where zoonotic diseases could be born that could uh, pose a, a huge risk to uh, people with comorbidities and elderly people.
2: See, this is uh, why I am earnest when I say that if the future... Uh, is a a global battle between broadly two camps. As you know, the polls must all be brought into alignment as as they are in local politics or, or uh, national politics. They must eventually in international politics because that's the rate of profit declining. That's the sound you hear. That's the sucking sound behind the whole thing. And uh, in that case, if it's not going to be a question of where will co- socialism come from, if like the, the mechanisms that might have generated the class consciousness to build a working class movement don't exist. I'm not saying that's true. But if that's true, and it's a question of the future being a battle between capitalism broadly with Chinese characteristics and capitalism with Western Atlantic characteristics, the choice is clear. We had the, like, okay, let's give them a test. Let's see how they run with this. And they gave them COVID. And just like the, AC, the, uh, the UCB uh, prompt for the improv class, what are you guys going to do? Infectious disease, China, Boom done. We're doing uh water slide pool party DJ sets in Wuhan, the city <laughs> where the thing came from. America, what are you doing? Just everyone is just falling apart and we're pretending it's not <laughs> happening and screaming at one another uh and while wearing while wearing masks with penises on them and wielding knives <laughs> pointing guns at each other. Which oh which, my God, which you... like which balance of like social forces and like capitalism is is more attuned to the crisis character of the twenty first century.
0: Uh, you have given me dark premonitions of what Black Friday is going to look like this year.
1: Oh boy! Uh, when oh man, <laughs> I hadn't even considered <laughs> that.
0: You need the like um, o Fortuna, uh, Oh Fortuna yeah. musical buildup. Everyone's up.
1: favorite
2: music when she, stuff is hitting the fan. Hey, oh <laughs> <laughs> God, imagine but think about this every year because of course you know time on the internet is a flat circle, everything is just cycles, nothing ever is gained by the the, the energy expended it is uh it is action without motion, as Elliot called it uh is that every year on Black Friday <coughs> there gets to be a little take cycle about whether uh it's a, it's uh classist to make fun of people fighting over Xboxes on Black Friday in the videos of, Mm -hmm. of, like, fights over DVD players. And then people say, look at these grasping hicks. And then people say, actually, you're being... uh, Many people can only afford Mm -hmm. these things at these times. You know, just your classic mystification. You're taking a symptom of capitalism, you're turning it into an identity point, and therefore you're preserving, like, the actual expressions of the horrible system as like crucial nodes of identity it's it's all a Mm -hmm. bad discourse but now this year we get to add on top of it the is it uh bad to tell people that they're bad if they go home for thanksgiving or go out for uh any kind of public event so you get that so you you get covid on top of that you're gonna get two uh... of, of of bad takes
0: well, yeah, we're we're going to be pitting uh, two traditional lib takes against, you know, this year's uh, yeah. fashionable lib takes, one of which is if you go to Thanksgiving and you don't tell your Trump uncle to go fuck himself, uh, then you're actually aiding and abetting Trump, maybe amounting to one sixth of a vote for Trump yes. every time you fail to do that. Uh, yeah. But this time, if you even see your Trump uncle, you're actually at least providing a third of a Trump vote. Yes. Uh, And also... Maybe killing him. Like you said, uh, Black Friday is going to be... Well, these people are uh, very poor, obviously, and they're probably even worse off economically because of the shutdown. But on the other hand, they're in big groups. Um, So we're going to have to see whether or not they're hicks or not.
1: You ready? I got something. You ready? Yeah, okay, hit me. Black Death Friday.
2: aha there we go. Oh,
0: this guy gets oh, it. This guy gets it. That's gonna be. That's gonna I mean, be my prediction. My
2: prediction will be, and I don't know if you could really prove it, but I think that if you argue about it long enough, because people will obviously probably just lose interest in it the day later for a new argument, so it won't have time enough to develop. But if a long enough timeline, if that if that same conversation kept happening, I think that the two different takes about the two different questions would align
3: mm-hmm. somehow.
2: Like, people would hold yeah. two they You wouldn't see people holding, like, sort of a random assortment of the two. Like, if they hold one, they hold the other. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. There's going to be a correlation in logics here. Exactly. Um, and one thing I know for sure is the Biden victory celebrations uh, will not in any way be analogous to people crowding outside the Best Buy. Yes, Uh those will be completely fucking different things. Um so as we head into that, uh let's move on to our number two top take of the Trump era, uh, which is good old Ian Milheiser of Think Progress (laughs) 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 tweeting. I am going to tweet every day until the Trump administration locks me up.
1: Here it is. Here's the quote. He does he's deleted all these tweets. He's so he's 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 distanced from them. But you can still find it out out in the wild. I have not been arrested by anyone in Donald Trump's government. This tweet will repeat tomorrow if it remains true. He did that for a good two, three months. Then he gave up on the bit. And I really like this one because it's um he's kinda. It, it, he fucked himself from the get go because yeah. <laughs> the pr- the way he set up the tweet, he can't stop without people being like, "Oh my God, Ian's been abducted."
0: <laughs> I think we have to assume that the reason he stopped is because he was abducted. He by was abducted, Trump and and black-sided.
1: now d- Dan Bongino runs his account.
2: He was replaced <laughs> yeah. by
1: a clone.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, it's like the fake Paul in the Beatles.
2: Yeah, Ian is dead. Ian is dead. (laughs) dead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also, at the time
1: when he started this, he was working at Think Progress. So he was, you know, like, (laughs) you can't get much lower than that, which is not to be critical of the Think Progress people. But just to say, I'm not sure Donald Trump is... uh, particularly worried about think progress bloggers yeah and then
2: basically like a like a con filled with peanut butter for (laughs) like overproduced uh liberal arts majors who want to get into politics and
0: and also uh should we is it not the case that think progress was basically shuttered rather than allowing their staff to unionize
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. No. Uh. Uh. You know, Nira just just uh just union busted that place. Basically, she <laughs> they just got turned the lights off. and she was just like, oh, "I'm done with this. This thing doesn't make us money." Which, of course, like, n- n- nothing in the think tank makes money. It's all just kept afloat by, uh, foundations and rich people like pouring cash in. But they were like, "Well, this thing does is not revenue positive." So I guess we got to cut this thing loose.
0: She just came in and turn the damn lights off. And it's possible this was all done to cover up the fact that Ian was abducted and executed. <laughs>
1: they couldn't keep going without Ian. Ian Milhouse <laughs> has been compromised
2: to a permanent end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> imagine Trump being like, uh, Stephen Miller exterminate with extreme prejudice. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it seems unlikely. Um, uh, but again, there was a time somehow in the climate where people were seeing this every day and somehow only like weird Twitter shit posting accounts <laughs> were saying like, this is hilarious.
1: Yeah. No, it, it it scanned with the rest of the media. And, you know, I mean, I mean I'm glad that he didn't take a hit for it because I'm definitely anti like uh, being, you know, dinging people for their tweets, but like, Fox picked him up like there was no problem <laughs> no one was like this man is deranged i don't know if we should have him in our newsroom they were like yeah that's reasonable he was worried that they were going to throw him in jail for writing a book about how the supreme court makes bad decisions sometimes
0: all i hope is that when the reckoning comes and it's time for all the blue checks to be executed i get the cell next to Alyssa milano that's my one hope <laughs> matt will be spared because he doesn't have a blue check actually
2: Yep, true, that's yeah, that's true.
0: Yep. It was a long game all along. Yeah. Uh,
2: I, I knew that uh, I would lose my cred if I ever got the blue <laughs> So uh, I
0: don't have any of
2: those elite uh, markers of employment, like uh, a, a employer.
0: Uh, look, I think that's wise. The only way that you can uh, prevent the liberals from trying to get you fired for being a leftist is to be unfireable by not having an employer.
2: It's a big reason they hate us, I have to say.
0: They hate us for our freedom.
1: Well, now now, now they turn their ire to (laughs) Substack.
2: Because their impulse is towards control, because they are control freaks. And their lack of it drives them mad.
0: Mm -hmm. I fully agree with the the psychological analysis here, that there is an incredible, um, yeah, kind of like, Uh, colonial neuroticism. It's not enough to just be neurotic. Everyone else also has to be integrated into my neurotic set. Um, Whatever that takes. And oftentimes, it only takes one little call to the boss. Um, This person's a threat to your profits. What? Hell no. Execute them on the trapezoid. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, moving on, There was uh, an an incident, let's say, uh, in the summer of this year. Uh, It was late June, uh, shading into early July, and something strange was happening. People were. I wonder.
1: I wonder. I wonder uh, if Matt saw this because this will be interesting gauge of the. I I bet he did.
0: Uh, Were you following uh, Matt when um, people were trying to solve the mystery of why people were setting off fireworks in New York City? Oh, April, that was June, very funny. July?
2: Yeah, everyone thought it was <laughs> it was <COINTELPRO. laughs> A lot of people became, you know, a lot of people on the left suddenly became the same sort of geniuses, uh, genius I- experts on like uh, intelligence programs and spycraft that liberals became after the 2016 election.
0: Yes. Yes, it was uh, instantly like this. Isn't normal. This isn't yeah. normal. It's not yeah, like exactly. This hearings. is
2: clearly an op. You can tell the optist This year is op- <laughs> op- optastic <laughs> and opericious.
1: It was look very here. feel greedy.
2: Look at this video. Look, you can see. Is that a police bubble? Perhaps. Like you, have <laughs> mentioned yourselves. You've mentioned yourselves because you're. I honestly think it just comes from the fact of you feel so powerless. Like you feel at that moment when the, the, the protests were at their height, people thought that they were doing something. And then this other thing happens that has no, that they can't control, but they can't control anything. And that's what yeah. they don't like being reminded of. And so there has to be some sort of uh, explanation for it that like grounds it and then can ground their understanding of the situation. And also, frankly, justify it when they don't get anything done. Because mm. look, they were doing COINTELPRO to us. How are we supposed to get uh, defeat that?
0: Yeah. And, and in particular, I mean, you saw a lot of like, I'm just asking questions here, people driving around uh, New York at night and taking pictures of already extinguished fireworks saying these clearly aren't civilian fireworks. These are NYPD fireworks, trying to prove that um, the fireworks were coming from out of state, which is typical.
2: Yeah, that's, they're, like, they're not legal everywhere. <laughs>
0: You go yeah, to the states like, where
2: they're legal, and then you drive them to the states where they're illegal.
0: This is, this is I mean, rookie right, shit, man. That, they,
2: they, how do you think guns get into New York City? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they, they were saying, hey, there's something a little bit fishy. It says buy one firework, get six free. Yeah. That seems a little questionable. Must be trying to traffic this stuff in the New York City. Why would,
2: the, why would there be perhaps a drop in like prices of fireworks this year? What possible reason would maybe fireworks <laughs> be worth less and therefore there if there's a glut of them, people would be willing to sell them maybe at a loss to recoup something?
0: Yeah, why, well, why would firework purveyors sell you two boxes of black cats uh, and with that, three packs of sparklers? What are they planning? <laughs> um,
1: so the, the, the most elaborate sort of articulated theory here was they were trying to get people used to the sound of shelling artillery of shells. a city,
2: yes, because right, they were because gearing gonna, up gonna, to bomb. They're, gonna fucking, they're going to fucking. Uh, are going to do an artillery barrage. They're going <laughs> to drop barrel bombs on bedside. <laughs> I think what it is is it's a perf- it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a way to process one's sense of helplessness because you feel like you're in huh. a red alarm state. You feel like conditions are incredibly important. You feel like you're. You're doing the only thing that could matter in the world, but you also feel like you're not actually in control of anything because you aren't, because you're acting as an individual like everybody else. And so everyone is at, the, at base anxious about their lack of knowledge about what's going to happen because you can't control anything. And so they're just going to, they're going to Assad our asses and that will explain it <laughs> and it will settle like it down. And honestly, it'll be like a resolution to the tension.
0: <laughs> it'll, it'll actually be helpful in some way. Right, well, I mean, but that the, the, among the many obviously insane aspects of this was the idea that if people set off enough fireworks well in advance of an artillery barrage, people just wouldn't notice or would feel complacent once it was turning into fucking Sarajevo in Brooklyn.
1: Yeah. Yes, no. right.
0: They would just be like, "Oh, well, it's probably just more fireworks as buildings were exploding and crumbling." <laughs> it would. Well, and I like to think, you
1: know, okay, let let's let's pay this out, okay? So maybe, yeah, if you're used to hearing explosions when they start firing the real bombs, you know, that night you don't do anything because you're like, "Oh, it's just fireworks." Um, and I guess you know, hey, they if they hit it hard that night, maybe they can wipe everyone out, but what would people have done in the alternative? Like if you're living in Brooklyn or Queens or or whatever, and all of a sudden people are just dropping bombs in your neighborhood, then what? Like, what do you do?
2: Uh, I you, mean, I think... you, you hashtag this isn't normal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is not normal. Me taking a picture of my neighbor's body i mean it all makes more
2: sense when you consider that twitter is really just it's it's the uh it's a live customer service chat for america but there's no (laughs) there's no one on the other end is the thing like you never get the little hi i'm steve i'm here you know what is your problem there's no one screening any of this but we're treating it like that's what it is like the aggregation of complaints will equal action on behalf of someone on power but yeah,
0: when no, ends.
2: no one is paying attention to it. There's no one in screening real. this because you don't actually have the influence that a customer does within, you know, a, because uh, you can't withdraw your inner, you can't indra- withdraw your participation in this uh, particular contract like you could your uh, service provider
0: you log on to the Pottery Barn uh, customer service chat and they just put you in touch with another person who's having a problem. (laughs) It's like, all right, good luck, guys. I guess you just end up insulting each other eventually. I mean, it it turns into a Lord of the Flies scenario, I suppose. Yeah. All right. Very dark. Uh, And I I will again add, I mean, uh, there's no point in continuing to emphasize this, but... uh, These were reputable people.
1: Yes. Advancing
0: this fireworks show. Some of them. Yeah. Oh, big time. Some of them are at important legacy publications (laughs) and have colleagues there uh, who were uh, horrified, like uh, colleagues who were reading their timeline uh, just like frozen and transfixed. Like, what? You think they're about to shell New York City? like what the Trump administration is going to destroy one of its most economically important Metro Why to own the lips. I, <laughs> I, I felt like I was losing my fucking mind. Um, it's, oh, but wow. it's not, not like
2: a, QAnon where like they make these predictions and things don't happen, but they've reasoned themselves around it. And it's the same thing by the time it doesn't happen. They've either reasoned themselves around it or with, because a lot of it is like, isn't put down with the sort of, you know, prophetic specificity yeah. of QAnon stuff. They just drop it and act like it never happened.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe it didn't happen because they they caught it before it could happen.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah, called yes. that out. They scared we, them away. But that's the, that's the beauty of it is that if, if the thing doesn't happen, it's because you posted about it enough that you scared it <laughs> yeah. away, like banging pots yeah, and pans exactly. together.
0: <laughs> exactly. We uh, we managed to keep the ghosts out by putting an iron horseshoe above the door. Uh, And so really, we should be praising. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. uh, you might actually want
2: to keep those, uh, the yearling sheep coming uh, over.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, who could forget uh, the fourth take, which is really a genre of take uh, that came out of uh, formerly funny programs like Saturday Night Live during the Trump era. And they had to do with... (laughs) <laughs> the idea that um, uh, people like Robert Mueller or maybe Comey were going to rescue the Republic and Trump was going to be led out of the White House either on a on a like a lead attached to a horse halter or in handcuffs. Um, and let's let's get a little let's get a little bit of that.
1: Yeah. So, just as a preface, the SNL thing has been wiped from the internet. It, we, it yeah. does not exist anymore. They had all I want for Christmas. What was it? It's all I want for Christmas is Mueller or something. They had,
2: all so, I want for yeah. Christmas is Mueller.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they had all the ladies well, up no,
2: there no, it was, was singing to a portrait of him.
0: Yeah. It was even stranger <laughs> a than that. It was style like portrait. A semi-horny. Uh, all the girls, no boys, mm-hmm. singing. All I want for Christmas is you. To a portrait of Robert Mueller, That's which is, right. I imagine, goes on in North Korea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it does seem uh, North Korea. So I do not have that audio, but uh, there is uh, the the Democratic Coalition, uh, which is uh, some one of those weird consultant orgs that sucks up a lot of money, and you're like, what What the hell do they do? They did their own version where they had a bunch of their staffers. Do like selfie videos singing, you know, uh, we wish you a Mueller Christmas. And they compiled it all together and they made a video. And, uh, you know, if you see in the chat, I, I have clicked a link to, uh, to, to the video video, but I will play the audio, you know, the video I think is, is worth looking at as well. But uh, w- we'll just play the audio here and just, you know, get some reactions. Okay.
0: We wish you a mother Christmas. We wish you a muller Christmas. We wish you a Mother Christmas and impeachment next year.
1: We wish you a muller Christmas. We wish you a no. muller Christmas. We wish you a muller Christmas and impeachment next year. I, I don't year. know why they like guys. Indictments will come to you and your kids. <laughs> I love this guy. He's so smug. I guess they were right. I mean, we did get we an impeachment. Yeah, they're
2: right. Christmas we got an impeachment. impeachment. They didn't necessarily next say year. there'd be a removal, that's that <laughs> separate.
1: And then there's this day. guy, this tiny guy with his dog. An mm. And now year. there's a fellow in his car. We wish a we wish and, oh, Mother geez. Mm. We wish Just on, on. and on. And there were a lot of these. <laughs> sp- they brought the oh child in.
0: No, don't don't make children be a part of this. <laughs> this is awful.
1: This little three year old talking about subpoenas.
0: Every time I see uh, like uh, children dragged into the like impeach the orange Cheeto man, or like uh, here is a video of me telling my child that Biden won. I feel like I am seeing that uh, like semi viral thing where a couple of like bondage freaks showed up with one of them like uh, leashed like a puppy dog in an UNO's or something. And there are all these like families with kids sitting around and then there's these like two people, one of them like drinking out of a dog bowl on the floor. I'm like, oh, fuck, (laughs) don't bring kids into this. I don't want any of this. Like, I don't mind if you do it behind the scenes, but don't make kids be a part of it. There's just something very offensive about that morally to me. And this is like that, essentially.
1: Yeah. Yeah unfortunately we couldn't get the snl audio but uh you know i think this well one, that uh, has
0: been mysteriously scrubbed and they were quite proud of it when it came out i
2: saw that yeah. i saw it i watched that shit i, yeah, I, I was i was and i was Beat just it. like yes this is why i watch snl to experience <laughs> yeah. these kind of moments
0: it was And amazing. those people
2: it's like they got it they got their Mueller. it was nothing they got their impeachment it was nothing and it but you know, they he he left, so the narrative ended with a victory. All they needed was that stuff to get them through to the point where they could sort of take a breath, and now they can't.
0: Yeah, it was it was moral support.
2: Yes, exactly right. It was a bottle,
0: and there was a uh, there was so much horny Mueller stuff.
1: Oh, oh yeah, God, horny so Mueller much. was a big thing,
0: which will be lost in time, like tears and rain.
1: No, I, I love the idea of a, of a historian reading the, uh, what's it, Katzen, Kat, 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 Katzensteins? Oh, the Krasensteins? Krasensteins, yeah. yeah. Uh, their not books. Ken
0: Klippenstein. Whoever is not that guy. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah. I love the idea of them, uh, uh, of a historian coming upon their uh, output on this and, and trying to make sense of it without knowing that they Yeah, they have like a picture book drifting. where
0: Miller's like jacked and, and shirtless, right? he was so small. Yeah, and he's super swole and, like, also, despite being shirtless, has like a shirt collar and a necktie on, like a Chippendales dancer. It's just very, it, I, I remember being uh, in Union Station, the, the train station in DC. I was going somewhere for work. It was cold. It was like January. I had to buy a, an extra sweater at Uniqlo. And before catching my train, there was some sort of horrible resistance gift shop in there. I don't know if you remember that, Matt, if you ever saw the resistance shop oh, yeah. at Union yeah. Station. Oh, God. And it was like, my dog votes Democrat, that kind of shit. And there was a mug with like a sexy, a sexily posed Robert Mueller on it. And I was <laughs> He's just...
2: an 80 year old man.
0: <laughs> Leave him alone, you pervert. <laughs> <laughs> I was just staring at it like Kubrick. Kubrick staring at it. Like this was, this was the moment where I almost just completely went postal, went off the grid, changed my name, uh, disappeared from this country. Um, fortunately that didn't happen. Um, uh, but, but there was a, there was so much of this. There was a, there were bugs that said, Comey is my homie.
1: There was a whole podcast called... It's Mueller time, I think. No, Mueller, she wrote. Mueller, she wrote. That's still around.
2: That's a podcast. Yes.
1: It was like a top 20 podcast at some point, way more successful than us. And I think they probably still are. I mean, they've they've tapered off. Uh, They're not adding subscribers as quickly as they used to. Um, But one of the figures on that was like... uh, was literally like uh, i work in intelligence i'm not going to tell you my name i have a code name it was very very QAnon, deep state in a, mm-hmm. in a sense like the same kind of thing it was like oh well, we have this lady and she's on our podcast but she can't tell you her name because she's on the inside and it got so big they were making massive massive cash just doing like daily roundups like rachel maddow style like you know what's lev parnas up today kind of stuff
0: and and then me standing in union station as it sleets outside making eye contact with a nude robert muller <coughs> coffee mug <laughs> yes just like trying to figure out what has become of this country but not in the way that uh most people who pose that question seem to be asking it and it just it, it floors me that uh, this has already been scrubbed from collective memory and, and no high school history textbook is going to be like, yeah, there was a period where people were like, I want to have sex with this old FBI guy.
2: Well, remember, <laughs> but it did happen. You, you can't do it, though. You can't leave the, the, the record of that because it undermines the idea that, you know, these people are the reality based community, which is a big part of their self-perception and the, the thing that they Express and all their cultural output. And well, they can't have that right, on their mind by yeah. people going, oh my God, you guys are a bunch of hysterical ninnies. Nothing, nothing, the <laughs> entire frame of a reference is uh, orthogonal to reality.
0: Right. Now they're about to get right back to um, the left are hysterical, uh, childish, unrealistic. Yep. Uh, we are the adults in the room. Because we are we're the in charge. Ones to understand again, compromise. So, it's okay. yep.
2: so now we could all, we could go back to West Wing smugness. And now hysteria and like thinking, thinking things are bad is hysterical. Uh, Knowing that, yeah, things are bad, but we're going to make them better. That's being an adult. Uh, Now under Trump, being hysterical was the only response. Screaming like your hair was on fire was the only response. Now though, uh, stiffen the sinews. (laughs) Do
0: you do you have a theory on why? Uh, So much of liberal appreciation for certain figures like Comey or Mueller, whoever, is immediately transformed into horniness. I mean, I remember the Beto calf cramping tweet. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mm. I I saw I saw a horrible, horrible tweet the other day, um, which I will I will briefly revisit with you. And I'm sorry in advance uh, for unleashing this on you. Um, Let's see. It was swiftly deleted, but I did. Capture a screen cap. <laughs>
1: Whoa, who who tweeted it?
0: Um, it wasn't Jen Kirkman, but it, here we go. Uh, Tamara Yajia right. tweeted: "I hope Joe Biden has mind-blowing doggy-style sex with Jill. Yes, this is you over, and have. they both come twice."
1: Yes. Mind-blowing. What kind of sex?
0: doggy style.
1: Oh, doggy style. Okay. I'm, I'm glad, glad that she specifies.
0: Yeah, it's yeah.
1: important to know the position.
0: She's uh, really put a lot this... of thought into it,
2: obviously. <laughs> She's like, what would be the best way for uh, Joe to hit it? <laughs> like, I don't know. If, I think he will have to kind of sit up because I don't know if he really, you know, he might get a little dizzy trying to, so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got a, yeah. Oh my God. I mean, any type of, uh, any type of uh, horizontal activity the teeth are coming out yeah um, the, the eye blood dripping on on the face <laughs> uh, it's it's why would you ever think this thought much less uh, un- unleash it on everyone else what is your what is the psychological theory for why this keeps happening
2: I mean there's a word they called it daddy Mueller you know I think there's like a there's a Freudian component to this I think I mean they're looking for a protector they're afraid. There and you know that that has a uh, it, it it sends you towards like reassurance you know through intimacy.
0: Yeah. It's dark. We live in dark times. It's uh,
2: true. People are people are really uh, looking for a daddy anywhere they could find one. You.
0: you know, I mean, many such cases, but some of us are more uh, comfortable with our id. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, you know, and the thing about being comfortable with your id is then you don't translate it into weird politics. (laughs) Yeah, that's
2: the key thing. So many people are working shit out and they have no idea that that's why they believe the things they do.
0: Yeah, you've just got to be like, look, my base impulses are what they are. I know what their true object is. I accept it. And then the question of what to do about the trapezoid is a is a completely separate matter that could basically be scientifically ascertained. Yeah. Um. So, for our last and greatest take of the Trump era, Mr. Eric Garland.
2: Oh it, man, the guy who invented me. the Trump era hot take—he created a whole generation of takesmiths. <laughs>
1: uh, he the was, first and the best. I don't know that he was ever. No one's topped. ever really. done it better.
2: People have tried. There were there were pretenders to the throne. Your Seth Abramsons right uh did not have it he had he had the he had the bonafides and i honestly think he still pays he still has like a cha- a locked account that he charges people access to
1: yeah 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 it was like uh it was almost like OnlyFans OnlyFans, only fans before only fans but only for creepy it weird twitters yeah
2: business model <laughs> yeah,
0: <this was laughs> he should have the...
1: gotten in on that level like uh like the patreon guy and the pomplamoose or whatever Is like he should have owned the platform uh, by
0: the way, the unrelated is the Twitter handle Eric Garland OnlyFans taken. Uh, <laughs> let me let me bookmark that. Um, but uh, Eric Garland tweeted this uh, thread of what can only be described as a complete nonsense, gobbledygook, uh, and uh, it was right in the wake of the 2016 election. It was maybe in December of that year. Uh, yes, December 2016 so people are barely adjusting to the news they're freaking out they don't know what's going to happen uh, Eric Garland tweets this thread which is a madness and it is extremely well received by this sort of commentariat so Clara Jeffrey who is the editor in chief at Mother Jones said this is a new federalist the paper. new
2: federalist paper <laughs> I mean just on, just on the fact that you're talking about 140 character blorps not even complete <laughs> thoughts, let alone sentences or paragraphs, comparing that to the Federalist Papers, that alone is horrifying, forgetting the content, which is non-existent.
0: It uh, It's a harsh read on the Federalist Papers, among other things. Um, uh, David Farenthold uh, was congratulating, this is a Pulitzer-winning Washington Post reporter, who's done amazing yes. work on the Trump administration in his capacity as reporter, but he was uh, heartily congratulating eric garland on making the most of this thread and uh, this medium of twitter
1: yes he said great form or no great writing using a form that doesn't usually lend itself to greatness and then uh absolutely cuomo's 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 comms guy said if there were a pulitzer for tweeting this thread would be the undisputed winner of 2016
0: i would dispute it
1: (laughs) i don't actually don't disagree with that um
0: (laughs) Uh, do we not have a dramatic reading of...
1: Yeah, so I was preparing for the show, and then I somehow found Eric Garland's SoundCloud, where he decided to record the whole thread in Oh my in God, his you voice. want multiple
2: ways to experience it, <laughs> so you can experience it again for the first time.
1: He also has a blog post that, where he put some headings on it, which actually does make it like a little clearer what he was trying to say um i mean you know it's still nuts but at least you kind of get the flow of it anyways i'm gonna play the clip it's 18 minutes long (laughs) so imagine a twitter thread that it takes 18 minutes to read Mm. um and you know we're not going to play the whole thing obviously but you know we'll go we'll go through some of it and just you know let's let's hear his voice he's got a lovely voice actually jazz
0: odyssey here game
3: theory december 11th 2016 I'm now hearing this meme that says Obama, Clinton, et al. are doing nothing, just gave up. Guys, it's, it's time for some game theory.
2: Yes! Ah, uh, yeah! yeah. He said it! He said the line!
0: Tactics several it's the title words. of the movie, and it's
2: Russian in the movie! Been,
3: ...for many years now the subversion of Western institutions, principally NATO, but any will do. This subversion can take many forms, driving wedges between U.S.-Commonwealth-Euro-Intel cooperation, break up NATO, create chaos... This game has been developing for many years, is asymmetrical, and much cheaper than building a decent aircraft carrier. Plus, the Russians fucking rule at covert shit. Yeah. It's true.
2: Yes, they Coward. fucking rule. respect for our adversaries. <laughs> They're gnarly at it.
3: Post-communism, they reduced a drunk uncle status in the global balance of power. Now the smart, degraded, much reduced in stature. Russians as people are civilized, artistic, enamored of brilliance and tragedy, and generally proud. And should be. They do not like this. From this position launches an initiative from an old hand at the KGB. an
2: uh, old KGB, KGB hands. Ah, we meet again.
3: As frivolous and lazy and post-history, the clever take advantage. And here begins our present story. Let's skip ahead to WikiLeaks.
2: Brilliant. Uh, he doesn't sound gacked <laughs> enough. Did he not <laughs> do the Adderall when he was reading it? He should have done as much Adderall reading it as he did when he wrote it.
0: Yeah, I feel like he was completely zooted when he was tweeting this. Yeah, he sounds
2: just sort of like, hey, uh, you know, let's uh, for some gay theory, folks, if you feel like it, not just screaming it into your face. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I feel like he's reading this standing by a fireplace in a sweater with like a little glass of scotch. Uh, the yep. But the way it's written is like. <laughs> yeah, so
1: it's yeah. all caps oh God, in to, so complete insanity. And in his SoundCloud, he it. says, You can S- see this S- is, S- is just S- how S- S- I talk. S- B- B- I talk in all caps, which just d- didn't pay off.
0: It's written like a tweet thread by the Alfred Molina character in Boogie Nights who's throwing fireworks in his own house.
1: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I mean, as far as I could tell from having read his blog post version of it, or at least a large chunk of it, you know, he says that. Putin has been playing the long game. The first thing Classic he did was he KGB made KGB <laughs> crash. Absolutely. On the left, he's playing the long game by getting people to believe that leaked government documents are news. They're really not. Um, so he did that through manipulating Greenwald and WikiLeaks into believing that you know the leaking of information about U.S. war crimes that you can just publish that and call that journalism um and all of that was to set up for leaking the John Podesta emails um because then people go oh this sort of thing is newsworthy when it shouldn't be and then on the right he he makes some claims starting from Nixon that they were undermining the right wing um presumably not Putin at that time and then it's sort of drifts off from there i can't say i fully piece it together from there but i do like the idea of like the collateral murder tape was a prelude to like some bit- bitchy emails about podesta uh, making fun of someone who runs the you know deputy comms at dnc or something
0: <laughs> i wonder if we're ever gonna get resolution on the piss tape what do you think Oh, I forgot. Uh, about it the would piss be tape. very
2: funny if it was if it just appeared on uh, like an episode of uh, of like a reboot of Full House. <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: you just click on it on Netflix, and that's what yeah. comes up. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it got leaked. Inside sucks, like, oh man. yeah, the piss tape. Because by that point, no one will care at all about anything. Cause, uh, yeah, they, no. They won't even remember that uh, Donald Trump was president.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's a. Uh... It's supposed to be, and there was a time where the piss tape and the existence thereof was this major point of concern. And there was all this chatter about the steel dossier, et cetera. And uh, I eventually gave up on the possibility of ever seeing a piss tape. And you, you get this as a reporter, when there's a bunch of smoke around something, a bunch of people, uh, you know, oh, someone else said, someone else said, I heard, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, show it to me, show it to me, show it to me. Eventually, you realize it's never going to happen because it doesn't exist. And that's a very disappointing feeling. Um, and I, I remember I kind of grieved when I realized, like, if they had this, it would have popped already. So... No way it wouldn't there. have come
2: out. Come on. Yeah.
0: And yeah. it never there's made no, sense to no me as
2: a thing Trump would want to do anyway.
0: Yes, Watch dreadful. someone
2: pee on a bed in the room he was in. <laughs> there's no other <laughs> what indication was Obama's in, his, in his, like, Uh, in his uh CV, his 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 uh CV of sex crimes and perversions that are very well documented, (laughs) it doesn't correspond to anything and it doesn't make sense.
0: Right. It's like uh, I need you to come to our room. Uh, Obama slept in this bed. I need you to pee. I'm going to need (laughs) you
2: to take a pee on this bed.
0: (laughs) uh, It's like a 45 minute tape where they're drinking water ahead of time. Did he have to rent a separate
2: room? People who are into piss, I mean, from what I've ascertained, like to be peed on or pee on someone else. That's like <laughs> the thing. It's not watching someone else do it to an inanimate object. Uh,
0: I I recall that um, Thomas Kincaid, the famous painter of light, uh, he he got caught peeing on some stuff at Disneyland and he said he was marking his territory.
2: That's true. I think he
0: would have <laughs> uh, had a few. I would think that... Uh, <laughs> maybe trump you know if he was really angry at obama's legacy and wanted to assert his role as uh the occupant of the presidential suite why wouldn't he just pee on the bed
2: yeah Yeah, that's a really good point that would be the ultimate domination
0: (laughs) i just pissed my own bed to own the (laughs) 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 libs. Oh, well, I, I, I hope that Biden pees in the Oval Office or something and then everybody can celebrate it as reasserting normalcy. Um,
1: that should be a ritual when it comes to the transition. Is there's like <laughs> a like a wall somewhere kind of deep in the White House where you just piss.
0: And it'll be a whole thing when we have the first female president. You know, how is she going to piss on the people?
1: well there are those well i won't go into it <laughs>
0: no you're, you always bring up the p funnels uh for women the p funnels right yeah used in I, camping I,
1: yeah i i don't know if that's ever been used but i noticed it on the on on the online and it was like yeah. oh women can use urinals if they just use this device and i was like excellent
0: <laughs> matt loves innovation he's just a man who respects innovation as
1: we I all love, should yeah new shit man
0: well, that, uh, that is the last of our count. Good old Eric Garland. Uh, and it, it, again, pains me to think that we will forget about all of these amazing takes. But this podcast, you can keep for posterity uh, as you move into the future. Thank you for listening. And, Matt, thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Bye. Bye-bye.